We are live. <laughs> oh, this is such a disaster. Okay, everybody. Thank you guys again um, for tuning in to the Degen Report. This is episode number seven. Um, and today we have two lovely guests, the Cardano couple of the year, um, Viva and Fart. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. They do so much in the space. So I don't want to even like try to you know, glance over it. I'll just let you guys kind of take it away. Um, just kind of give a little bit more about yourselves, um, how you got into the CNFT space, you know, what you do in the CNFT space. Um, yeah, anything relevant like that. I'll, uh, I'll let the words guy take it away. You, you want me to kick this off? Okay, so I am Viva LaCoin. Um, I originally was in crypto well before CNFT came to be. Um, I a long time ago came to the conclusion that the majority of our financial systems were inherently uh, fraudulent, corrupt, bottlenecked, uh, stacked against people. And although I shifted my profession, went back to school, got my MBA, worked in business, I saw a ton of flaws with it. And I thought that blockchain, especially Cardano and the mission of connecting people, making things accessible, affordable, secure, decentralized, um, that's where I wanted to be outside of Bitcoin is my L1 and to build with that community. Now, in starting early last bull run and then going through the entirety of the bear market and then watching another bull run, now we're in a bear market. Uh, it gives me a very, <laughs> hey, I, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm good with it. Like that doesn't really impact me, but it's funny watching right now people reacting the same way I saw people react in 2017, 2018, 2019. And although I made Viva LaCoin at the start of 2021, that was more so I finally, instead of just investing myself and talking to friends or family, I wanted to make a channel where I could educate people about just blockchain in general, cryptocurrency, make sure that people were putting their money in the right places, I just felt compelled to do it at that point after COVID kind of thrust us into this sort of hyperbolic timeline of, hey, we, we got to get everything done before we, we get to uh, probably 2024. So I made coin and then it just so happened soon after that, CNFT uh, became a thing. So although it took me a couple months in early 2021 to wrap my head around the concept of NFTs, once it clicked, um, I, I've been an active participant ever since, including pestering my artist girlfriend with a nice. education in art to make her profile since last summer. And finally, she capitulated and made <laughs> what today is known as CNFT4. Is it my turn? Cool. I'm, I'm fart. I draw titties on the internet. <laughs> I'm here to make everyone laugh. <laughs> and that's it. That's what, that's about it. Uh, that's so just kidding. I mean, I've been in crypto since 2017. Um, not as much as Viva. Like I was the average person that was chucking the extra 300 bucks they had lying around in. Um, and then I met Viva, and he shoved me into this space, and uh, it's been great. And I I love everybody that I met, and I I can't wait to see an FTCon. And it's great. I never thought I would actually like get a chance to do art professionally, um, but it pays off being early in these kind of spaces. Yep, yep. 
Yeah. How how did you two meet? We are co-workers. It's actually a funny story. Um, so my best friend at the time was Viva's co-worker at their, their job. Um, and, like, he is a larger-than-life personality. So she would tell me all of these stories about Viva and, like, them going on these work trips and him getting obliterated and just like what a what a rambunctious office worker he was whatever um so i end up getting a job there during covid um so i could work from home and i started in september and it's halloween i maybe talked to viva three times like we weren't friends and i completely dressed up as him for halloween because i had heard all of these stories for years leading up to it. So I like drew a beard on my face and put a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt on. Um, so that springboarded our friendship. And then uh, we were both not doing super great. And we really like leaned on each other in that time. And like our relationship blossomed and whatever. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really, great turn of events from a shitty situation so yeah and you both work in you both work in sales right <laughs> technically i mean let's go technically. well let's what, go. what she said to mention was my rambunctious drunken escapades of work i was still like the national top performer year over year in what we do and we deal with like crm and payroll services and, yeah. and hr compliance management and stuff like that um but I, I was really good at what I did there. And I was kind of found, you know, that whether it was her or anyone else, it, I complained about the way things were structured more than anyone. And yeah. I'm like, why? And I'm assuming I can swear on your show. Oh, yeah. But just, yeah. Like, I'm like, why the fuck are things set up this way? And if there's anyone that shouldn't complain, it's me. Like, I'm doing better than most other people here, but I'm telling you like, this is unsustainable. This is broken in, in various aspects. So like I spent a lot of my time just butting heads with leadership and management. I still do. Um, however, even in that, I, I think it was always trying to find a way to create either pathways or solutions of thinking that made things better for everyone. You don't have to fuck over, you know, your employees or the clients or cut corners. Like there's always a way to do things correctly. And in this space, I feel like I, I tend to still be a little bit, not contentious, but I absolutely will butt heads with people if I'm like, this is not going to work. Like it might work right. today, but long scale, you know, where does value potential come from? Where does sustainability of what you're doing come from? And when we first started talking, like it was our, our like rock bottom weekend. Um, it, and we were already friends for months at that point and already kind of leaned on each other. But it was um, May of last year where the market dropped like 15K in a day. Everything yeah. was on fire. She had a massive, like, negative life event that same day. I had a psychotic break and ended up in the <laughs> ER. So, um, oh, no. Now, but, like, well, not an ideal day. Not an ideal day. And, and 
to clarify, that was completely not related to our markets. <laughs> right. Or, or our friendship. Yeah, like right. it, it was a completely separate thing. But I'm just like laying there and I'm just like getting texts from every person I know that I've talked to over the last five years about this. I was like, okay, so I made all these channels explaining these things to people. I was making YouTube videos, really putting time and effort out there. No one paid attention to a single word I said. And then everyone hit me up that exact same day at the same exact time, panicking or blaming me that they were in the market. And irrationally, four or five months later, half of those people asked like, oh, what do I do now when everything was like yeah. $20,000 Bitcoin or $3 Cardano. Yeah. I, I've learned at this point, you can educate people within our market, but whenever you try and extend your way out, um, it, it is almost an exercise in futility because there's just too much misinformation, too much impatience, too much desperation or greed. And I found a lot of solace and peace in the fact that FART allowed me to be this stubborn, nonstop, convicted person in the things that I did or what I saw or, or what I believed in because yeah. like everything is still working out. It's just a matter of, you know, someone believing it. And you've heard him speak. It's not like I could stop him if I wanted to. Like, yeah, he's, right now. You know, he's the most stubborn man I've ever met. Like no matter what I say, he's not gonna yeah. change his mind. So I might as well just roll with it. Right, yeah. But but like sometimes uh, those people, they are the best people to get behind. And, like, he's so firm in his convictions that, like, he has a very clear vision of, like, where things are going and, like, what needs to be done to get there. And, like, he doesn't really deviate from that path. So yeah. so having someone that has this goal and vision to, like, kind of lead you along with them, it's, it's very yeah. helpful. Like, I wouldn't be into any of this stuff if it weren't for him. And yeah working out yeah it's funny so far so so, so far. far so far the the um, markets they aren't doing amazing yet <laughs> but but time will tell this now, tale i i would say they already are if you look at the broader market so i i do like my space and talk about macro and stuff but just to throw it out there for anyone that's listening or wants my perspective and my non-financial advising um, in my own opinion words. When I was looking at the markets, I even had a screenshot that I snapped a bunch of people, including my old financial advisor that I wound up just replacing because I was like, ah, I'm good. I'll just keep an eye on my own stuff. Um, I, I sent a Snapchat in January of 2021, and it was actually the first week of the month. So it was even before like GameStop or any of that meme stock shit started popping off. And on it, I just said um, economic or global financial collapse, November 2021. And if you look at every major index in the stock market, that was the top. And it's like, I always tend to be a year or two early to like all these different things. I couldn't even put it on any like one factor. I tend to be sort of like in this middle ground of consuming a lot of information because I have crushing ADHD, but then also same, having- Same, same, same. Um, but I, I'm just constantly consuming information. I have a background in 
sort of just business in my MBA. I understand economics, but I also am kind of intuitive and in being able to pick up a bunch of things from a bunch of experts that tend to be so finite in their focus that they miss the bigger picture. Um, and most financial advisors that I've known have been completely wrong every time I talk to them. Most traditional developers and coders don't understand the concept of blockchain because it isn't what they've learned. And that whole group consensus thing just seems like a waste of energy and you latch on to arguments like that because they're not looking at the financial system. Um, I somehow have just like this blend of uh, way of looking at it that it works out. But I would say for the market, it, it's down, but then again, it, it isn't. It's down in US dollars. So your entry point or your on-ramp out of an old system into a new one is uh, cheaper than if it was up in US dollars. But the networks themselves have merges. They have all these new updates coming out. Cardano has Vassal occurring. Bitcoin compared to the last time everyone was saying the market's down, everything is dead, is adopted tenfold comparatively. The majority of society that's so fed up with everything um, they're just going to ape into meme coins until everyone can't ignore cryptocurrency in general. Like it's still a good on ramp for them to make a wallet, to introduce themselves to things. And mm -hmm. I would say that we are in a better position today, considering everything else kind of disintegrating in the traditional world. And it seems like there's a new crisis and 10 black swan events on the horizon. Um, I would say we're probably in one of the best positions in the world at the moment. Speaking of meme coins, did you guys ape into any awful ones in, uh, what, 2021, the beginning of that? The, the coin that got me into crypto was during the Doge, like, Same. hype. So, so I ended up making, like, maybe it's $200 off of Doge. But um, that's good, dude. I bought at like sixty, so I made none. I I made literally nothing. <laughs> I lost. I lost it all. But during during that debacle, kind of like Viva was t talking about, I uh, like Elon got me into it. But then I kind of went head first into everything else and like looked into. Bitcoin, a uh, Litecoin, a uh, Ethereum. Then, uh, then I ended up like finding other top ten coins at the time. So I ended up getting into Cardano, the technology behind it, the uh, fact that that it wasn't wasn't as pumpy as the counterparts to it. So, so I kind of preferred that back whenever I first bought into it. Cardano was maybe at like fifty six cents, which was like maybe last year, this time. So I'm doing good. <laughs> not not too mad about it. I, I mean, I did buy some some big time NFTs for three dollars, but. But I also bought m most of my Cardano for, like, maybe a dollar. So I'm not too mad. So <clears throat> you're essentially the perfect case study 
of a meme coin getting someone into the market, but exposing them to actual functional blockchain and decentralization. So it's it's cool to see. I was a Litecoin maxi back in 2017. I, you want to talk about the most frustrating experience of my entire life? The most frustrating experience, more so than like being stuck in an airport or, or updating mm -hmm. my driver's license or breaking my foot. The most frustrating thing I've ever had to do was convince her to sell Litecoin. <laughs> and it was just this exhaustive, I felt like Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the hill every day. So and it just funny. rolls back. <laughs> rolls back down. No, I didn't sell it yet. <laughs> when did you end up selling that uh, light coin? Not at the top. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. You bought it at the top. No, I didn't. I bought it back in the way back. Um, <laughs> I want to say I was down maybe $300 whenever I did sell it. Um, and I just pushed it all into Cardano at that point. Good. 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 That's a lot like something I'm very slowly learning is that sometimes it's okay to lose. It's okay but to be wrong sometimes. Yeah. Be, because there's going to be better opportunities to come. And because like, like I ended up buying my Litecoin for maybe 90 and then I sold it, sold it for maybe a 120, which, which isn't bad at all. But you also need to think that it did go up to fucking like 500, 600. So the fact that, that I didn't sell then kind of taught me so much about this the this ecosystem which i'm sure you also learned the same thing oh yeah it's... I, I remember looking at my like delta tracking app during the last bull run and i'm up like a thousand bucks in litecoin and joe is screaming it's fine <laughs> yeah screaming at me to sell this Litecoin now, and I'm like, fuck it, we're going all the way to the top, Litecoin, baby! Uh, not right. so much. And no. It, it's even harder when I've had a couple hundred exits in, like, micro to small cap coins. It's even harder to sell those. Because if yeah. you go and you put money in and it's up 100x, you would think rationally that it would be easier to take profit right. than if you know you were in some slow grind and it's up two x, but it almost creates this false sense of if if this keeps going, that's it's always the what if. Yeah, and you and you start adding it up, but those types of movements are ten times more volatile than some of the larger market caps. Oh so, yeah. In that case, I had to learn the hard way a couple times, like just to pull some stuff off the table, but there are, there are certain positions that I will not move. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not selling CNFTs. I have a hard wallet with all my Bitcoin in it. doesn't get touched. Um, and then Cardano in and of itself, I don't sell it. I just use it. Um, mm. But everything else outside of that is fair game. I, uh, I had a friend that put like $500 into Cum Rocket back in the day. Jesus and Christ. He was up to $27,000 and he, he didn't sell? sell. Fuck. L's in the chat. 
That's awful. That's an awful feeling. I chased the I chased the like the very end of like the metaverse trend at the end of last year to like the bitter end. Like I I just held on hoping that like it would just go back up and it just it just never did. So I ended up selling like a bunch of like metaverse stocks like a couple months ago for like hella loss. And I was like I'll just write it off on my taxes. Fuck it. We'll figure it out. My my first tweet that like blew up was Pavi is about to buy me new titties. Um, I was also a little bullish on the metaverse stocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I went crazy on them. And then I just gave up. Looking back on it, like I also began to kind of get into it, but you, you kind of do a more research on it. And you need to make so much goddamn money to uh, make a, a metaverse, it blows my mind. Like maybe, maybe you could get something like VR chat, but but to to make an actual functioning metaverse, you need to make so much money. We we don't even know how to do it. Like th- that yeah, that's no. the biggest catch out of the entire metaverse thing. And I talked to one of my friends that does YouTube videos as well, Jay Crypto. He's super big in the metaverse and he hosts like his Metaverse Monday spaces. And I love hearing them talk about it because in order of importance, it is the bottom of the totem pole for me in like the past couple months. And where am I going to invest? Because I know it isn't ready yet. Yeah. Um, when it comes to metaverses, even creating video games are, are incredibly expensive outside of like arcade style games, which might make more sense for like play to earn tokenomics. But yeah. for metaverses, one of my biggest concerns was, and uh, it always goes back to thinking about it in, in, in like five different angles. But if you have an existential financial crisis and a supply chain crisis and an energy crisis, where are all these people that can't afford firewood going to buy their headsets and their computers and get all their semiconductors from a country in the right. middle of a war that can't be shipped anywhere? And they're going to, what, spend time in the metaverse? Like, we have very large problems in the short term to fix. The financial yeah. system, blockchain. Um, the reason why, like, my biggest holding isn't even Cardano. It's Bitcoin. But... I don't move it without that. That is the only functional decentralized form of blockchain that we have. If that fails, then the government's just going to go and burn IOG to the ground. Like if they can break that, then everything breaks. So really you have to look at what functionally works and then why does it work? Um, And then sort of build backwards. And even when you're looking at CNFT projects where I put my focus or a lot of my attention it is is there value here or is it just hype is it speculation or is there something useful here in either the short or the long term the metaverse was a lot of hype yeah it had a lot of potential just mm. not realized potential and when you yeah. drive realized potential in a bear market at down 95 percent across the board in those things it, it loses momentum very quick yeah yeah, Zuckerberg really sold me on that fucking video. That asshole. <laughs> I mean, Zuckerberg sold a bunch of his own stock prior to that anyway, so yeah. he will forever always be a billionaire, and he's a lizard person. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. we can't 
We can't believe a single word those lizards say. <laughs> Fucking lizards. Not to kind of change the topic, but we also got God asked a couple of good questions over on our Twitter, which is the degenerate report over on Twitter. So one of those first questions was, when are you guys planning to get married? Oh, I knew that would be one of the first ones. So I, I one, it, it will happen soon enough, but I am irreparably liquid at the moment. So <laughs> I don't want to give you some ring from a gumball machine. I, I have a plan for everything. So yeah. you guys, the man you with the plan. I'm sure everyone's going to launch me into just a complete panic attack at some point in CNFT when everyone gets around and Look, there's a chapel right there! Shame, just like, do it or you don't love her! And I'm just yeah. like, no! She's just crying and stolen away. So, yeah, can't, can't wait for that to happen. Yep, that'll be the biggest day in CNFT history. Facts. Story. Facts. Facts. You can join the ranks. I'm getting married next month, so you can join yeah, in the ranks. Yo, huh? congrats. Invite the fuck? Listen, listen. You know, these things are expensive. The head cap, I mean, it's it's rough. I got to feed people. You know, I got to provide drinks. Your bar. You, you, you can just, like, buy us some type of CNFT rug or, like, something. We don't care. Wait, what is we? we you're getting married too? N- no, <laughs> no, but 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 we as people, you didn't in a fight. Oh, oh, you're talking to me. Yeah. What if for wedding favors for our CNFT wedding, our like favor was a rug? We'll give you a Coco Loco or a Bright Cal. That would be kind of. That would actually be a good idea. That'd be a cool idea. It's either. I like it. I'll just give you a fluffy. <laughs> we no, we made no. we made like we ordered like these little like I don't know my fiance is like very handy with like the cricket like acrylic stuff she likes to do like DIY stuff so we made like hand sanitizer bottles with like our, a logo on it that's like our initials and it, it they look dope it took forever to do but it, they look cool so everybody better use them till the end of time um, or I'm gonna be upset those, those wedding gifts. They are the dumbest shit. Yeah, well, the thing is, no ever. one keeps no one keeps them. They're like, oh, a chapstick, and then they like get drunk and throw it away. Like no one keeps them, or like then, like you know. Then then give us something we actually like, like give. Yeah, like a Coco yeah. Loco. Like a Coco Loco. Everybody loves those. Right. I mean, but shitty trend came back. We all get fidget spinners or something like. See, yeah, silly bands, what... silly bands. That's what I'm. Viva, Viva, and I both need some, some, some type of toy <laughs> to like take, take our ADHD, and like let us do something with it. But the next question is kind of dumb, but the people deserve to know who can bench more. Are we, are we rolling with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What can you bench? You sure that's 
the, the nice way to ask, or that's the nice way to ask the question. How much can you bench? I mean, what my max was like 335, but I weighed like 180. And that's pounds, that's right? We're American. We're Americans. We don't do the the kilograms and shit like that. Fuck a kilogram. Fuck a, fuck a gram. Yeah, now now I'm old and I'd probably blow out a rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah. How old are you, you guys? I'm 28. 31. 31. We're so such babies, Tyler's, Mitch. Tyler's like 24, and I'm like fucking baby AF. <laughs> How old are you, Stutterboy? So, so I am He's... 23. But it's his LeBron but, year. But but I've Baby. but I've got the the face and the attitude of a thirteen year old. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so, fine. Young at heart. Yeah, my my advice is just hangovers just get consistently worse every single day. It, it becomes insufferable to even enjoy life. <laughs> wow, well, wow! I can't wait to turn. Uh, Twenty six or seven or eight. I can't wait Jesus. to be old like you guys. <laughs> that's what I was, I was about yeah. to say. Let Mitch, let's ring it back a little bit. No, no, that, that's that's not what I said. Nobody <laughs> said old. Nobody said old. But oh, he rugged his own. He hosted. I don't know. He rugged last week too. Sorry, his internet's fucked. He's he'll come back in ten. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I rugged. I rugged. Which, which, which is that makes me kind of happy because the the past like fifteen minutes I've not oh, seen y'all's cameras at all. You played off really well. Yeah, that's because it happened last week twice. <laughs> hey, twice. See, see, cause, cause, what it is is there's a thing on my mouse that's like so easy to push, <laughs> and because I'm like so ADHD, I need to be like pushing you need a stress something, ball. That's what I have in my lap. Something. You need something but, like textures, like ten different textures, so you can like or like a fidget cube, like a little fidget cube. I've got, I've. Got some baby wipes. I've got that over in my bedroom, but I need more. Yeah, everyone brings out all their ADHD toys that they sit at the desk with all day. Uh, He goes. He goes into a different room. No, I definitely have. I definitely have like a lot of ADHD toys. Like working at from home, I like feel like I just like nonstop just sit here all day. So I need to like fidget with something. Um, the sales life. You know how it is. What do you hey, have? I had to go into the oh, the cube. Oh, you have to go into the office. My company's tried to make us go into the office so many times, and they're like, all right, guys, like we're going to have food, and then no one goes. Like, just everyone's like, I'm not going. So I, do I don't know when they're going to make it. Monday through Wednesday, but, yeah, it's it's not ideal. Yeah. I'd yeah, my boss eat goes. Than go into the office. Yeah, my, my <laughs> boss thinks it's like everyone's gonna be like rah rah, like we get to see each other. But like I can just see my friends when I want to. Like I don't want to see everybody in the office. I don't. I don't care. This is fourth yeah. camaraderie. Yeah, and I don't like it. That kind of leads us back to the topic I was going to talk about before my internet blew up. But you guys, you said that 
Hangovers are terrible. Right? But you are you are also going to CNFT con. So with with that you guys will be going hard yeah, there. You're going to have to clean Correct. Up. We'll give you our room so you can escort us yeah. back at the end. <laughs> well, 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 that's not going to happen at all because okay, I'll be dead right. like beside y'all. Like you're just, getting just all passed all out being Yeah, I'm sure you, I'm sure y'all yeah, One of the episodes yeah. Stutter was talking about being Ooh. drunk at like a frat party in college and, and running and going like Superman head first through a door, like the glass part of a door just ran and just jumped through it because like, why not? So I'm sure he'll be a time. <laughs> I had so many stories, like just, I, my friend group literally started a 501c years ago. Um, so we were a nonprofit and we just called it Degenerates Incorporated. I shit you not, it is still a viable He company. has a bumper sticker on his car. Yeah, we have t-shirts for a yearly bar crawl. Like, we, That's so we've funny. Some crazy shit. Most of my talks are just a blur of parties. Good. <laughs> what is the craziest thing that you've I ever mean, done? I mean, I could talk about the time that I got a bunch of people expelled from a college here in Pittsburgh uh, and then got myself arrested and had to do 200 hours of community service and fucked up their entire record department. But I also accidentally nice. drank hotel water down the Dominican once and left the resort without really recognizing it. This is my favorite story. I, I'm going to give you the abridged version just so I, I don't take all the time with it. But while I'm walking around the streets of just the middle of the Dominican completely alone doing the one thing they told me not to do, they said, don't drink the hotel water and don't leave the resort. I found He leaves the resort and he's like, oh, offense. My friends are probably on the other side of that. I'm going to climb this fence to go find them. It and he's happens. in the middle of the Republic. Fucking Americans. <laughs> and then I adopted a stray pack of dogs that I named Alpha, Omega, and Tito. Two of them were larger dogs. Omega only had three legs, so we had to walk super slow for her. And Tito was a chihuahua that brought up the rear. And I spent the next six hours of my life telling them my life story. And they gave me advice back, and I eventually tried to get them into the hotel, but I couldn't let them over the gate. Um, <laughs> it, it was a very long night. You were just drunk by yourself, though? Like, you were just out there by yourself? So, and so the dogs? Guessing... You and the dogs, vibing. Me, me and the dogs and people in the Dominican. <laughs> just random bypassers were like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah. Well, well, that that is terrifying. Buying and and if I see a Viva out all alone in Las Vegas with a pack of dogs, then then I'll I be a careful. So let me get on all. <laughs> You'll be the dog. Fours and then Four I'll dogs. be a, another dog in the pack. Yeah, that that's what he yeah. needed. Let's get into a, more of our questions. This this one kind of goes back to CNFTs, but but it currently, what is the biggest thing holding the C, the CNFT community Ooh, back? One. You want to answer first if you have anything on the top of your mind. Um, I mean, I feel like Cardano has been experiencing a lot of like 
ripped off art and rug pulls recently. So we need to really focus on originality and differentiating ourselves and like building a brand other than come to Cardano, we'll steal your money and, and rug the project. Um, like there are good projects out there, but they're, they're not very good at marketing or they don't have the traction that they need. So it, it, I, in my opinion, I feel like it's finding the existing projects that are already doing well, but like not taking off the way that they should and lifting them up and mm -hmm. building up like smaller artists and up and coming projects that are working hard and seeing the value in those and building them up. like. I feel like we just FOMO and ape into all these garbage projects, and if we were a little bit smarter with our money, we could probably develop better as a blockchain. True. I, I would say yeah. it's twofold. One, it's a product of time, because Ethereum had NFTs for four years at this point. They had the larger market cap, the more mature audience. When you talk about rug pulls, there were 23 million NFTs sold on Ethereum, the majority of which are valuable or are complete rugs. I think mm -hmm. someone put out a stat, there's only 164 ETH collections that are holding a one ETH floor naturally that, that are full-size collections. They, they have the same problems. The issue is everyone knows Ethereum. It's very easy to access. They have fiat on-ramps in their wallets. They have the ability to use OpenSea relatively simply. Um, whereas Cardano, we've taken a lot more time to actually build our blockchain. Now, where we're going to differentiate ourselves is when it comes to mass adoption and use cases. When you have this new merge coming for Ethereum, yes, it makes it more energy efficient. But over the, the span of time, there's nothing that's really going to justify less cost of transaction when the network's incredibly congested um, until they at least do a couple more upgrades. And then secondly, um, scalability is still an issue. So when that adoption curve comes, when everyone has to pivot into crypto, Cardano already has ways to scale, ways to make sure that people can onboard. We have a stable coin in Jed and Cotty coming out, which then makes more people attracted just to come to our blockchain to trade in general. Um, there, are, there are massive portions of the market that we have no access to right now. So uh, I think between Cardano upgrading and really proving what it can do as a blockchain and uh, just a product of time and allowing the markets to scale, I would not want to be in another blockchain long-term over Cardano is an L1, in my opinion. You guys see him playing with his fidget toy while he's talking? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Kinda do, but but it but it's okay. Yeah, I have this stress ball every episode doing the <laughs> same. But I kind of agree with that because this blockchain, like long term, is go because it took so long to make. And there's so, so many papers to be built up and built up and built up and and wasn't just like pushed pushed out and then blew up. Be because of that long term, this to me of course is the best best option that there the is out there. Cappers, right? 
if you if you think about because yeah. kind of like the middle uh, child between those two is people always talk about Solana as being like the next big NFT competitor and or L1 blockchain competitor. Um, Solana is super fast and it's very affordable to use. It's been down nine times so far this year. And the reason why it's so fast is the fact that Visa does 12,500 transactions per second. You know, it, with 12,000 transactions per second, they do that. They're a centralized fucking organization. They can press those through. Solana is very fast because, like, 18 fucking people run it. And yeah. eventually, you know, you're going to hit the same problem yeah. Luna Terra did, where you have seven people on their LFG council that underestimate what they need to do to make this scalable for everyone else. You know, Hodgkin said, it, 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 in his own words, Making transactional throughput is easy. Making decentralized transactional throughput that cannot be disturbed is incredibly difficult. And mm. that's what we have. And over the course of time, yeah. that's where the true value is. Because those VCs or anyone that can make money on running the nodes or being the validators or owning the majority of the chain, they're going to take advantage of everyone the same way they did in traditional business. That's why they are in our market. They're not in it to give their fucking power away. Um, right. And I would say that Cardano is kind of the flagship cryptocurrency that isn't here for the power. And you, you can tell because it, because it, yes, it did go from like 20 cents to 50 cents to $3, but, um, but it didn't go from $3 to $200. So it's, so it doesn't have the, the backing that Solana does, but that's good because the people getting into Cardano, they they are not just doing it because monetarily, that's the best, best option, but technology-wise, to me, to you guys, it's the well, best option for long-term. One last point. Cardano even being where it's at now, there's more Cardano staked in market cap just the 74 percent staked than solana's entire market cap so mm. at the end of the day whether cardano yeah. was 30 cents when it was three dollars and today always about 70 to 75 percent of the network is staked and it's liquid so it's not like it's staked because yeah. i'm like shit i put it in it's a chinese finger trap and i can't pull it out yeah 75 percent of that or you know, tens of billions of ADA are staked in the network by choice. And those individuals are voting with, with their Cardano to secure the chain with mm. 3,188 state pools. Um, yep. That is a very powerful statement in millions of people that came together to secure where we're currently at. Um, so, it, you know, it's yep. whether it's a product of price in US dollars, if I can use Cardano to buy a service or utilize a protocol or to get somewhere anywhere in this world and one of you guys or someone else will accept cardano as a payment then i don't give a fuck what it's priced in in us dollars about that is all i transact so other than buying nfts have you guys ever bought anything in oh, yeah. crypto i haven't oh i can barely work a computer so like it says a lot for me to be here to be good like i'm, <laughs> I'm doing my best 
Well done. Wow. Well done. Well done. Well done. You have... I, I, I would say a good example is even we have a couple helium miners um, that I've set up around the city and I paid for those in crypto. Um, so That's cool. Nice. Uh, so what helium, are those? If you look up <laughs> on my coin market cap, I believe right now it's like 60 uh, on the list of cryptos in terms of market cap, but it's essentially a mesh network which just means you and a bunch of other people run these routers and they ping back and forth and you create sort of a consensus network and receive HNT or Helium token nice. uh, for doing so. But if you think about sort of in Cardano terms, World Mobile Token, if you're familiar with that and how they're distributing it to kind of develop a way to communicate and to establish the, the ability to, let's say, hey, you know what, crypto does become incredibly powerful and it's adopted and then Verizon and Comcast and everyone says, fuck you, and they turn all the satellites off. Like, you have to be able to establish a mesh network or some way to provide, you know, means of communication back and forth to each other. Um, now, whether or not they'll be successful over the, you know, long, long term, I can't say. But what I do know is the rewards have consistently come in over the last year and a half from them Mm. And they've been really, really good. So um, that's just one example of things. Nice. Kind of kind of going on the DGN side after Viva like told us that that he's doing this big thing. Last year, I ended up buying buying a porn with a light coin so so i so i ended up doing a, that am i am i mishearing Yippee. you yes be because they make it so easy to anonymously buy a porn so i'm like i just bought like just bought a thousand dollars worth of a light coin might as well do something with like $30. And, and you sold Litecoin. So, you just could have bought a bunch of porn. You could have bought porn, yeah. Utility. That's utility. You could you could have bought you you could have bought a 30-day Brazzers membership, but you just wasted all of that. Wasted all of it. Well, I wish I would have known that I could buy porn with Yeah, now everybody knows. Well, now you do. You can buy a Porn. The bus on that thank, one. thank God. <laughs> really did. Tia, can yeah, you yeah. This is this like our last CNFT one. question, and then we're gonna move on to some other stuff. Um, but I wanted to know what is a sleeper project in the CNFT space to you? So, like, what is a project that probably doesn't get a lot of hype or like, you know, recognition, but that like you really like for one reason or another? I'm gonna answer this on my own. Well, yeah. No, I- here he comes. It's pneumonium. Um, okay. <laughs> like Nemo doesn't do a whole lot of like Twitter spaces and and that kind of advertising. Like mm-hmm. you you kind of get into pneumonium and then you're enveloped in the ecosystem and you get the updates from there and like you pay attention to his Twitter for the most part. But um, it is it, it comes across as very closed off and I feel like if you're not told about it you don't look into it um Mm -hmm. but pneumonia is doing incredible things and i highly recommend looking into them if 
what kind of are some of those big things that is so I, I'll, uh, I'll bring that down so in the two minute TLDR for pneumonium so when we started it it well Nemo started it I, I just came on early on with the team and I'm kind of the the vocal person in spaces and trying to coordinate it, uh, everyone else but it's a combination of an ecosystem which is everyone else including right now we've worked with about 30 different artists Everyone has dropped pieces from Cardano artists like Fauna all the way through Ethereum artists coming over like Natalie Shao. We got the Shapes drop coming up. It's to establish a way to celebrate artists and to put out original content that they can create and we can appreciate, but also functionally build out a DAO within it. And it was the same time all these other DAOs popped up, right? Mm. And everyone's, you know, looking at, uh, you know who they are. I'm not going to mention it by name. But part of the problem is if you have a DAO and all you do is you purchase blue chip art and then you hit an 18-month bear market, good luck. You're completely yeah. illiquid and it creates a lot of problems. So the DAO is supposed to be the financial engine that supports the community and builds up the artist to be able to create. So we had... Really, on, on the DAO subject, I feel like the mindset behind pneumonium is very similar to cardano and that we wanted to make sure we were doing it correctly it wasn't the first one to to make a dow and and get that profit coming in was the winner like there was a lot of thought behind that and the legality of it all and like that's why it isn't it hasn't come to like fruition on that part yet because we're making sure everything is correct before we, mm. we come out with it um and I, I appreciate just the way the same way that i appreciate cardano like i would rather have something built right once than invest in it thinking that it's going to be the next big thing and then the the technology's not there or the legal aspects aren't there or whatever like i would rather have that peace of mind putting my money into something that like this is done correctly than this is this is the first mover's advantage, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and beyond that, when you talk about functional metrics, yep. um, we partnered up with a new and up-and-coming minting service right when they first came out to be their premier partner. So anything new that they come out with, we get to test. And it turns out that was Ada Anvil at the time. So whether it was mobile minting and their DAP, um, we had the first access to Eternal DAPs. Uh, we just launched their new uh, staking protocol where all your assets remain uh, within sort of that protected ecosystem. They have a million and one things that they're working on. So we mm. have what I believe to be the strongest minting partner in all of Cardano being our premier partner to test out any new tech that they come out with. We've had like 14 separate drops from about 25 combined total artists. And every single drop up to this point is above mint price. Um, which just goes to show across thousands of people the values there, not only from you know a sale or resale perspective, but people find use for the community in themselves. And mm -hmm. one of our biggest focus it was like having a community. How many discords have you been in where literally it's just a bunch of people, and every now and then people will just say, "Hey, what's up?" or "When's the mint?" or "What's the yeah. date?" Um, th a quick good morning. Yeah. yeah, a quick good morning. Yeah. In, in, what we wanted to do was focus on mobilizing the community 
and Nemo's very, very good at finding people's talents and then pushing them to create something or, you know, pushing uh, Fark to make designs and to start, like, getting out there with their art, even more so than me, because I could say, but it comes off as bias, like, oh, yeah, you can do this, but yeah. when he starts pushing you or, or me getting back into making content or we have people to write proposals, we have a stake pool with about a million ADA within it that produces blocks of passive income. Um, and there's a lot of people that have found sort of their voice and their passion within it. And that isn't even scratching the surface of once everything's established, our new website with Pneumonia World and the gamification of it, collectibles, bringing over additional Ethereum artists. Um, it, it's just getting started. And the other project that I, I think a lot of people write off because it's also a little difficult to understand, I have the honor of working for both of them, is I also work for FET and Demon Hit Squad. So Angel Baby Hit Squad and Demon Hit Squad. It's another one of those projects where it gets misconstrued a lot. What's the point of making an ETH project? You know, oh, it, this hasn't sold out yet. You have these airdrops. I saw some big thread today talking about like what the price is worth and whether it's sustainable. That At the end of the day, Anyone that I work with, what? He's not even listening. He cares about the program. <laughs> yeah, but like at, at the end of the day, you want to find people, whether it's in a project leader, in a development team, in a minting service, you want to find people that are pushing the entire space forward and doing something differently, even in concept, even if it's yep. misunderstood at first. They continue to gain traction and they continue to have people come into the ecosystem, even at a time when everything else is barely managing to keep 60% of its all time high in mm -hmm. what its value is. Um, so that's what yeah. I look for. And then I, I double down on the same principles why I got into Cardano. There's there's so many like Cardano people being like, oh, well, we're going to uh, bridge the ETH gap and bridge the Cardano gap, but but to see somebody like that and see uh, what he's actually doing, where that's the biggest focus, that that blows my mind because there's so many other projects out there that say oh we are going to do that eventually but he's actually doing that so if for people to be like low floor why that to me is such a bad attitude when when every floor is low so it's so it's a like well, yeah. it's, it's a, a difficult why? road to navigate and you, you gotta think People can't even have conversations in the community, not even project leaders, but just community members. You can't talk about Cardano, Solana, and Ethereum in a tweet without people literally motherfucking each other within like two tweets on that thread. To be yeah. able to step out and work in multiple different areas and start bridging the gap, like, oh, well, why isn't it perfected in one year when literally people can't even have a, a, a mature conversation about it? Um, it's just before it's time, but the concept will hold strong and that value will be there. And I would say yeah. like anyone that's trying to do something yeah. different like that, they have my full vote of confidence. They have my full investment. I will put my energy behind the shit that they're doing mm -hmm. because again, that is the value proposition 
of, of this stuff. You cannot have like your utility be, okay, well, we'll just sweep the floor every day for the next 600 days. If that's right. your utility, like, oh, I spent $5,000 and I get to buy your fucking merch. Like that is a utility. Like that, all you're doing is just putting more money in. You, you have to gain something from it. I completely agree with that. And because there's like so little ways to build utility currently, like seeing people like the dead rabbit society do something that nobody else is doing. That's why they have like such a high floor. That's 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 why they're getting this backing. But there's so little ways to do that during a market like this where they're not making nearly as much. But then when people people actually flood in, then that will make it all better, all worth it. But big T, it's do you uh, oh, want yeah. to... Yeah, okay, so now we're just diverging gotcha. away from like CNFT stuff, so we can... We've got like a good hour of that. Um, so the next topic, the next topic is what is the laziest thing that you do? Like, what is something I that mean, you do and you're like, damn, that's really lazy that I do that? You, sh you should see this house. Like, nothing is cleaned. I I've been working so hard on my project that like, it's disgusting in here. Like, there's just <laughs> bottles everywhere and just garbage. Like, it's not un unhygienic, but like, there's just shit everywhere. Yeah. And I can't wait till I'm done so I can clean yeah. everything. It's, yeah. It's awful. And it's lazy. Yeah. Like, I walk by the shit That's... on the ground and I don't pick it up. It's, it's fucking lazy. Um, what's another lazy <laughs> It's... So it's so it's kind of hilarious though because we are talking about how we are doing all of these things and and how busy we are, but but because of that we don't end up like cleaning up cleaning up our desks before we do a weekly podcast. We don't clean up our house because we are thinking about all of these things that are like so much bigger but but it's so hard to like go back to being like oh yeah this is yeah. something no normal pe people do because because the lives we live it, are not normal it's so hard to like remember to like take care of yourself when everything's moving so fast and you're watching twitter and you're watching floor prices and you're in discords and whatever like, it gets to the point where it's 11 at night, and I'm like, I haven't showered yet. Like, I, I yeah. need to go to bed at some point, and I need to shower. Like, that Same. is a non-negotiable thing for self-care right. that I need to. Like, all of these things to, like, take yeah. care of yourself, like, just fall to the wayside. And, like, I think that we need to start prioritizing that and, like, clip your yeah. nails, wash your hair. Like, <laughs> I, I, well, I have good. But, but it's so hard. I, I have like such bad OCD that like I have to like I'll stay up until like three AM just to like do the dishes if I haven't done them today. Like I can't stand like dishes. I don't know. It's not even like necessarily like my office. I feel like I'm like 
I'll let the office be dirty, but then like certain parts of the house I won't. Like the kitchen or like the living room, like I can't, like I have to vacuum it like all the time and shit like that. But then like office, there's like sticky notes everywhere on my fucking desk. They don't even like, they're not important. There's just shit everywhere. Um, I love sticky notes. I love lists. Um, I, I don't think I've folded laundry in a month and a half. We just keep like dumping the one barrel on top of the other yeah. barrel and like shifting through it to find what we need. I don't have the fucking time. I can't sit yeah. down for an hour and a half and fold a month and a half worth of clothes. I just can't do it. I'm busy. I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. That is low on the totem pole of things. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, oh man. I, I would say I'm lazy in my ability to take a break. Does that count? Because I you run, go not. You run like 40 miles a morning. <laughs> So I, I did the math so far in that running challenge because I'm doing 500 miles in 50 days. It was uh, I've spent two days and nine hours on the treadmill in the last 35 days. That's so days. crazy. And That's so crazy. Like calories. It's and... absurd. Like I mean, so I so I human. Yeah, yeah. So I ran cross country in high school. So like I like I enjoyed running. I just don't. I couldn't run now. Like unless you were chasing me. Like then I'd run. But. I just, I can't do it now. I don't know. I, I feel like once, I feel like running is one of those things. I feel like going to the gym and like lifting weights is a lot easier to like fall out of and get back <laughs> into than like running. I feel like running is like a very like consistency thing. Like when I ran in like in high school and into college, it was good because I, I just did it every day. It was like very usual. Like, but once you stop doing it and you're like, oh, I haven't ran in three weeks. I'm going to go run two miles. And then like I'm huffing and puffing after 10 seconds. I'm like, this is horrible. Yeah, I have never in my life been able to run for more than, like, a quarter of a mile before I get a stitch in my side and I'm just oh, yeah. hyperventilating. Like, I can, I can lift, I can do yoga, I yeah. can be on the elliptical, Same. but, like, fuck running. Nope. I could, he, Joe's like, no. oh, do you, do you want to go out and go running? Fuck no, get away from me. I'm <laughs> so, never. So, Stop asking. So, to really clear something up, too, I hate running. I do it because it was my least favorite thing to do. And after a year's worth of powerlifting. I do it because I'm punishing myself. No, no. Because <laughs> I've been a bad boy. <laughs> one, one thing, especially in this sort of 50-day stint of spending hours a day on the treadmill that I found sort of cathartic and peaceful is <clears throat> at a certain point, when we talk about being so busy and so overwhelmed, like this isn't my, you know, one year mark in, in this market. Like I've been doing this for almost six years. So I, I'm burnt out beyond burnt out. And on top of that, the, the longer you go and the more that it, it is at stake and the more people you have counting on the shit that you do, it becomes very, very anxiety inducing, but it also is harder to be patient. Like I already see people that I know just came into this market feeling impatient and being burnt out and being exhausted. I, I was burnt out before this past bull run even started. So yeah. like I, I have all these feelings of sort of unfounded existential dread because in my he head- He like Bane in the Batman no. <laughs> I was born in this, read by born it. Born in the darkness. There it is. <laughs> but, 
But for me, gold market or a bear market and tell you where. I don't know the fucking quote. I'm not a, a DC nerd. Whatever. Sorry to interrupt you. Continue. Um, but no, I. Great. <clears throat> what What I meant by that was, you start to get this feeling of unease, even if you know what you're doing, just because you're stuck in this entire race of endurance with everyone else. Everyone else in their unease makes yep. you uneasy. I can't speed along the way that the world is turning. I just have to wait for it. So when you have this feeling of almost being crushed on a daily basis by things that are in your control but take so long, having a, a two-hour stint of time when physically you're just running and your heart is racing, but not because you're panicking, but because you're exercising, it almost kind of grounds you a bit. You get a lot of that nervous energy out in a way, like all that extra shit that you feel kind of coursing through you every time you check your phone, every time you're looking at an update on your computer, you can just get that out. Um, I, I found it's incredibly um, good for me to do that. So that's why I kind of threw myself into some extreme goal because I know it's not going to kill me, but if I sit around... <coughs> it would and, kill me. It would kill me for sure. <laughs> I'd be dead. It's not gonna kill you, but the yeah. but the energy drinks yeah, at seven p.m. That's that's money. <laughs> yeah, that's a secret to a long time. Yeah, I I've never felt that. <laughs> nice. So so because <laughs> that's Viva's laziest thing he does. My little laziest thing is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. TikTok, TikTok is guys. a fucking. Brain killer. Oh my god, I I hate it. So I hate that I do it, and it's the same bullshit content being fed to me. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> funny like, swipe. Haha, that's again. so funny. But 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 it's not be, because it's just dumb bullshit. Like like on a, unless it's the Deejay report TikTok. Then, then, then every other thing is just the same recycled bullshit that that I've seen over and over and over. But, um, but every day I turn it on, and then two hours later, I'm like, "Holy shit, I've done nothing." Audio work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a. That's like my my toxic traits. Like I walk around the house just singing random like TikTok bits, and my fiance like wants to throw shit at me because I I do the same thing. Or, or especially like right before bed, I'll be in the like brushing my teeth, singing some random shit, and she's like, "Now I'm gonna lay in bed, and that's all it's gonna like play in my head over and over and over again." Like, why do you do this? So I Are definitely you get that. theme song stuck in my head. For oh, a classic, a classic. Yeah, Dragon Tales is great. I think. But, but, but TikTok is the worst thing, and then because because it's not content, because it's like thirty. But have you seen the tri so the, like but the trick shotting content? Have you seen those where dudes throw ping pong balls like off their roof into a solo cup? That's content. That takes a lot of time and effort. It, it, they content. deserve the. It's oh, destroying, it's it's destroying so all of our 
attention spans. Oh yeah, for sure. I can tell. TikTok. I ha- I've learned recipes. A I've lot of hacks. Tips. Yeah. There's plenty of hacks. I love cooking TikTok. Like the people that that make the the content, I guess is the mm-hmm. word for cooking TikTok. I fucking love it. It's the best. I it's learn so great. Stuff. And so I, I save all those videos and then just never cook. So that's that's what oh, yeah. I do. I'm like, wow, this. I was like, wow, this will be great to cook sometime. Never make it. But you gotta cook. But but then you think about the the shit it does for people making like long term content, kind of like what Big T and I do. Then then um, people tune in for thirty seconds and then go. Ah, this is boring. It's not a t- TikTok. So it's so, so it it's a, like yeah, it ruins people's attention yeah. spans. Like only having people to pay like, attention for a minute to three minutes. Like no one. Well, yeah, yeah, don't ask me to watch a movie. Yeah, don't ask me to watch a movie. I'm ten seconds in. I'm like, I gotta look at my phone. Like I got to right. I can't keep watching this. <laughs> like oh, I learned missing stuff. I learned these new cooking tips, but I can't function at a normal nine to five. Like it's we're just all mentally fucked. Very broken post COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID really rocked. Thanks, it. COVID. I will say the laziest thing I do. The laziest thing I do, which was also a big Twitter controversy on my Twitter account, is sit to pee. And I will die on that hill that it is great to sit to pee because then I can get another 30 seconds to look at my phone really quick. And then I'm up and I'm out. So, yeah, I mean, I, at, my, at, my, at my home. I'm not doing that in public. I'm not doing that in public restaurants. Like at the gas station, absolutely not. But I, I'll do it at home so I can look at my phone. I'll sit down to be a guest. Wow. Well, I don't know if you have an option, but... How cringe, Bart. <laughs> my... That, to me, isn't lazy. That's just, like, comfort. Exactly. It's utility. That's utility, like you... because then I can look at my phone and use the bathroom at the same time. So you don't no get any... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Exactly. I think all men would be better for it. See, I just <laughs> but, walk into the bathroom and rip my vape, and I'm just standing on my phone in the middle of the room. I don't give a fuck. Dude, it's so it's so funny because I also work in sales, and every time I, if, I've been in the office like four times, and every time I am in the office, it's like a big event where we all have to be there because like our VPs flew in from the West Coast or something like that, and like every over the little cubicles, you'll see just like puffs of vapes i'm like dude y'all couldn't walk to the bathroom like this is really like this is really wild this is really wild jesus um okay but moving on from the laziness i have a very very good question to ask next and it is do you believe in ghosts or like spirits i do um not by the traditional definition i would say that there are probably things that we do not understand um, but I would not call them ghosts. I feel like physics and energy tend to have multiple different layers uh, to them. So it could be dimensional shifts. No, I'll call it a ghost. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, me. Um, I, I'm, I'm like anti-religious. Today. So I grew up Catholic and I'm also... Hey, I grew up Baptist. Let's go. Let's go. I'm atheist now. <laughs> same, um, same, so, same. So same like, arc. We're, we're doing great. great. We're doing great. Um, but like in my exploration of myself, I feel like, this is my opinion, we all have souls, right? 
and when we die, our souls are released. And who's to say that the soul couldn't get trapped on, on this plane and we see a ghost, or we fuck off into the, the universe and go find another planet to be on. Like, my brother. My brother, when he was like two or three, he would talk about the old fields and like it was like he was this little Indian boy, like a Native American boy, <laughs> and he would tell these stories to my family about the old fields and, and how he grew up with his mm. with his other family essentially. And like as he grew up he forgot about that, but like fucking weird and yeah. it's hard not to in, in like other lives but to give catholicism some credit my no. stop this is a fun story no. so my brother also same brother um he when he was like a baby he was deaf apparently that like they went they took him to an ear nose and throat doctor they they checked him out they're like yep this kid can't hear shit sorry about your luck um so my mom devout catholic she starts praying the rosary every single day with my two sisters. I wasn't born yet. I was an accident. I was 10 years later. Um, praying the rosary every day. And she says this prayer to St. Teresa to grant her wish to like heal my, my brother's deafness. Mm. And the, um, the, the tale that goes along with it is like, when St. Teresa answers your prayers, you'll get flowers from this like unexpected source, right? Yeah. So they've been they have been praying the rosary. My mom swears that the metal on the rosary turned gold because they were <laughs> praying so much. I don't believe that, but like, whatever. So he's been deaf for months, can't hear shit, whatever. My oldest sister, they were living in a duplex at the time, and the lady underneath them was this old curmudgeon that never talked to anybody. And she went to like a wedding or a funeral or something and she got these flowers and she gave them to my sister. My sister goes into the house, shows my mom. They go into my brother's bedroom and like make a noise and he like startles himself awake and he's not deaf now. So I don't know how that worked. Like I still don't believe in God, but that's fucking weird. And that happened to like my personal family. So who knows? Who knows? going on with god that to me is like so precise where where it's like this is god you need to be leaving him this is our god there's many other gods out there but those gods those gods those gods don't exist because our god does exist so yeah yeah. to me because they're so different in what they do there's some religions where there's multiple gods there's some religions where the god is us there's 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 so many interpretations to believe that there's nothing out there that we will die that that whenever we do die we just die and nothing happens well, that does make sense. Makes sense because there's so many ways out there. Maybe that there is a way not to die, die, but to kind of do something else. So to me, to be like, no, we are just going to die, die, and not explore 
the other ways to live live, then why <laughs> why not like put in that time to be a little like that weird th- thing happened? There's a bunch of like weird ass Ubers that I've picked up that have been perfect for me and where I am currently at. I so I told this in a past podcast, but. But when whenever I was burning out on the Cardano community and like building that and doing modding and all of that, I ended up picking up somebody in my Uber that would give me tickets to a massive gaming convention. This guy's the CEO, and there there I'd get the idea. Maybe I should kind of go down the content creator path. Not the the social media influencer because you, you don't know fucking shit at all. There's there's mm. so many people that do a little fucking TikTok dances blow up, but they don't know anything more than that. So let me do something that 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 is bigger than a, just a TikTok dance, a cooking channel. A this is what I'm going to do. And and to touch on and oh, that kind of led me on this, and then when I be- began like doubting myself because of the way I do talk, I'm like, oh my god, can I do this? I ended up picking up so m- many people that 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 like showed me paths to kind of fix it. That that not, not even my pathologist like brought up or told me so. Then the the next day when I'm like, holy sh- shit, this is my journey. This is me changing. This is me believing in something bigger than me. The next day I ended up Ubering a guy that does YouTube for a job. So it's like, what the shit is going on? Maybe I should keep on pushing and pushing and pushing. And I ended up going to church, and it was about like these are things things people need to go in to go through. But as long as you believe in God, then eventually you will get out of that. And not sure if I believe in that, but but as long as you keep on growing and becoming bigger and bigger, then then you can overachieve all of these dumb things that do happen but but to say that there's a god out there that there's a ghost out there that that there's a devil out there that fucking wants me so bad he's like making me buy porn with my litecoin that's that's (laughs) that's 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 mind-blowing but to say there's no ghosts or like things out there is also so close-minded because why would i meet these people which came in at the perfect time for me yeah and in in my beliefs and my whatever like i in in my opinion like i view that as like the universe stepping in that like you, you got that initial like introduction to it and then the next day there was the youtube person and then you got that additional validation in church that like 
the you in, yeah. in my opinion the universe is like pushing you towards this this journey that you're supposed to be on and like mm -hmm. if if you pay attention to the things going on and like the opportunities presented to you like you can take that and run with it like that's the same thing for me with like all of my nft stuff like there were multiple times where i was like things are just lining up too yeah. well right now for right me explore this and then to go off of your point about like this is my god and this is your god and this is their gods like i <clears throat> fixed in my phone that anytime i type god there's a little tm next to it so it can be <laughs> yeah whatever like, yeah you yeah I, well, it's trademarked you can you can do with it what yeah. you want but like you, God. you, yeah. you said that this is the universe, but what if these people that come up, that they are the ghosts, that they, they, they kind of are these bigger things that that someone kind of like put into our lives? So maybe the maybe the universe is our God, like. Like, in my opinion, I feel like it's hard for me to come to terms with the fact that there's, like, this yeah. all-knowing thing looking out for me specifically when, like, pretty shitty things Same. have happened to me. Like, yeah. for, for me personally, like, I feel better thinking that there's nothing <laughs> out there. That, like, everything that happens, happens, and, like, I can't blame yeah. this. Yeah. You know, for, yeah, for well, me, I'm... at least. That, that was my, like, coming to God-God <laughs> moment. Yeah. I mean, well, not only, did, not only did I grow up religious, I also went to religious school from the I time I was... I went to Catholic was, school for 10 years. From the time I was in kindergarten until I graduated high school. So I went for 12 years. Went to 12 yeah, years. And it's like, I think the... I mean, I have a lot of qualms with, like, organized religion i think my biggest qualm is the way that people tie their like moral compass or their values in like a secular world to god and it it makes um what's the best way to say it it leads you to a point where if you have any disagreement with that person and they base their like secular values off of what god tells them then you can't you can't reason with that person or there's no way to even like interject and make like a good argument because you whatever is telling them is right and wrong you don't believe in that so like what like what there's no it's like a big circular like red rhetorical argument where you can't like there's no way to to come to a, a conclusion with those people um and i think that that's like a a really weird way to live like if you don't believe what i believe then like i can just believe this and if you don't believe it fuck you like that's kind of weird um that's i don't like that idea at all th that's with kind of everything like everything's a, a but not, but not to the same point, not to the same point. Like if you think that your morals are your morals because God told you, and if I don't believe in your God, then like, oh, well, you're then like, going how, to hell, how do you bitch. reason with somebody that way? How do you reason yeah, with somebody I, like that? You can't. Uh, although it's kind of fucked up. Here's <laughs> how I view it. So I, my aunt is a oncologist at a children's hospital that treats kids with cancer. Right. Now, Regardless of whatever God anyone believes in, you have to have the conviction to walk into that hospital and walk into every room and say, hey, who's ever in charge of everything wanted you to die. 
And right. If if you think about it, like not me. No, you're right. You. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Which it doesn't matter. I'm. Hey, you know, it's easy to look in the context of your life. Oh, like it, this happened to me, or that happened to me, and therefore it's either good or bad, and then lean into it. But just go find someone like terminal stage four and stare at them in their face and say, "Well, I mean, this is supposed to happen to you." Like, right? If, if, if that is the answer, then even if there is some greater yeah. power, then fuck them. Like that, yeah. that's the way that I do it. But you know, that that's just me looking at it. And My like, big thing that took me away. Uh, from Gotti initially was my 18-year-old best friend was about to graduate high school, but then she got ran over by a car. She ended up dying. So, I'm sorry. But but that is part of a life, and because that 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 shit does happen. So that took me so far away from God, where I'm like, this is the shit I need to do. Then the bad shit just kept on coming and coming and coming and coming. <laughs> but but that but that that bad shit led me to a path that I'm now on, where I'm seeing so many good things happen. So so I feel like kind of like Viva said to to say that. Well, well, I just got off the phone with him. My God, he said this needed to happen <laughs> is so fucking dumb. But to to say that to to say that this is not like something else. That's 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 that is also very bold to be like this wasn't supposed. to to happen because no nobody knows so i feel safer saying this was something that that happened because of this 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 how do i move on past this but we should get get into our next topic because we are really enjoying talking <laughs> yes so the next topic is the best topic. It is the the mock CNFT Hunger Games bit. And I will let the viewers know who the participants in the mock CNFT Hunger Games are and then what what we're going to discuss. So, in a quick list in a in a quick list, it's Viva and Fart, myself and Stutter, D Clay, Connoisseur, Hoskinson, Dean K, Rory, Lucid, Fettuccini, and crypto dreams. So we are going to basically everyone's seen the Hunger Games, right? So we're going to say who would die in what order, and then who would win, and then you can give like why someone would die if you want to. But I'm more of, I'm more invested in seeing who dies in what order and who wins. Let's so. let's begin with the biggest losers. Who are the <laughs> biggest losers in Cardano? <laughs> if if Charles can't figure out how to like rewire the the force field outside of the Hunger Games, like I have bad news for him. He looks kind of slow, and I think that we can get him. Okay. Um, I, I also feel like he would just try and pull everyone together and try and solve something, and someone's just gonna take him out. 
Yeah, okay. be, because everybody needs to be that guy that killed Charles. He got the biggest. He's target, got the biggest sure. dick. So so oh, we need to take his ass out. So so it's fair to say he's at the bottom. Yeah, I, I feel like he would be the ceremonial first. Sorry, pick. Charles. Like, I'm sorry, but you've had it good enough. You've had okay. it too good too long on your ranch. Fair. Coming got it. Games. Fair. Okay, so <laughs> let's 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 everyone like run down your list. Like, so we don't like it takes forever to do like two people. Let's, so let's everyone like Viva and Fart. Y'all say your whole list in what order, and then we can all like chat. Well, so Viva thinks that we're gonna be a team. Oh. But I'm gonna Viva. dip, and I'm gonna do the PETA thing where I just like camouflage myself. Yes. But my in the rock. My uh, downfall is that I would get bored just pretending to be a rock for like a month. So I would try to like challenge myself and be different camouflaged things, and I feel like I would get got in my like transitional periods. Um, <laughs> and then we also said who was gonna be the Oh, so you were saying the careers? It, it was going to be you, Rory, and Dean. No, no, that wasn't the career. The the careers were D Clay, Connoisseur, Fet, and Lucid teaming up to like kill everybody oh, else. Fuck no, there's got to be teams. So, and in in me like breaking off on my own, I would find Roy. Right, me and Roy would be BFFs. We might bring Dean in. We we would all hide in a cave somewhere, and v- Viva said that he would be outside the cave without us realizing it. Like, so I would have to follow her because I'm like, you're just gonna get yourself killed. So I would just follow her at a distance as she just runs away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would just have to murder everyone, or at least do my fucking damnedest, even though I'm sure Lucid has some. Catastrophic so, planet. so you <laughs> you, you mm-hmm. say that, but Lucid kind of reminds me of a small dog, where where he's too busy barking. Then then when somebody then you kick like him. a big dog comes, <laughs> like like me. That's why Lucid had, he had to team up with the other guys because I agree, kind of small dog. But but. but like, but but, but you think like Lucid, Khan, and Decolea, they'd they'd be a good enough team because they all to me kind of sound like that they've got more bark than they do bite. But as a as a pack unit, like Tito, Alpha, and Omega, I feel like they could do some damage. Also, I'm the only girl in this hunker game. Yeah, it happens that way. We we can add a, a girl, Bella, Bella. Wow. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I would have to kill her. just for being a bot. She, we have we have a theory that Bella is actually one of her like social media managers that just runs a page with her photo yep. on it and like runs scam yes. projects. So Not so. A girl. So I agree with I, that completely. <laughs> so who do you guys have coming down to like the end? Like who who's who's the final the final boss? See, I I don't want to like make myself a meme, but I feel like I'm very 
hard to kill. He's just too stubborn to die. That's what That's fair. That's I, fair. I have tried to kill myself like just through pure effort alone many times. And it just <laughs> He's doing it right now. He's running 500 miles. He's doing it right now. But that could also be the death of him. Because meanwhile, there will be better balance teams. That's not Decalay, Dean, fucking all these chill wah-wahs. That's where you two are the wild cards. You are. I, I at least know a lot of these other people better so i won't even know how to read your movements so yeah. i don't know if you're hiding or if you're like stockpiling weapons you're the ones that are essentially they're, they're probably making bombs they're making those like landmines that will step on trying to get supplies they'll take it yeah but i'm gonna make sure. it be like a confetti can until you step on it and it explodes and you get scared and it's just confetti that's yep. what I want to then, do. Then, I want to like toy, like toy with people. Then we recruit you on to our team because nobody can <laughs> fucking read us. See? You're right. I'll abandon See? Roy and join you guys. <sighs> I, I would say, I, although I think I could make it down to like... I think Dean would kill uh, Viva. I, Why? I mean, it could certainly happen. Listen... Dean went from this unassuming clay PFP to his, like, unassuming introverts PFP. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, very bland. He just has, like, soft boy energy. I feel like he would just sneak up on Viva and fucking murder him. I don't know. I, I, I would say anyone has the opportunity to take me out by being just innovative and coming up with something. What I would prefer is everyone gets in a single file line. And we just go one on one, hand to hand combat, <laughs> all the way Why? down the line. I feel because I feel very confident. That <laughs> That's his comfort zone. Like he's he's confident in that kind of fight. This is not the. Uh, this is not no sneak UFC. This is the <laughs> motherfucking the Hunger Games. Right. So so that's why I'm saying now it's just a complete wild card. Someone might just catch me completely off guard or. There's a very good chance that I just like I. She calls me one of my nicknames is Stump because I'm incredibly uncoordinated. I just <laughs> you just like I I've described this as like imagine a stump like a a tree stump just hurling through time and space with no <laughs> regard for anything around them. That, that's Let's, how we got that. Name. So uh, we don't we don't exactly need to do a list list, but uh, let's just say their likelihood to survive in the younger games. So, like, Wait, I, I worked very hard on mine. I have a whole word document then, of my scenario. Ooh. I worked very hard. Read it. Go. Go for okay. It. All right. I'll do a good a good summary. Right. So there's like tw- I think in all there's twelve of us. Right. So if you've seen the real hunger games, some people just die right off the rip. Like they're running in, they get got. You know, they die off the rip. So I'm starting off. I'm dying. I'm dying right off the rip. Yeah, I'm getting got off the rip. I have vertigo, so I'm going to get real dizzy real quick. So I'm gone. Like, I'm going to start running. Shit's going to start moving around. I'm out of there. I'm an easy target. I think Khan also gets got right off the rip because if you listen to the podcast with us. Well, if you listen to the podcast with us, Khan was talking about how he got, he got, um, 
literally like the two days before the podcast, he got so blackout drunk that he woke up at somebody's house and he didn't know where he was. And apparently like these three women that lived together literally found him stumbling down the side of the road and they side of a like, mountain. took him home to sleep because he was, like, he was at some like rave or something like that in the Alps and was like lost. So I feel like Khan doesn't make good, good decisions. So I feel like off the rip, he'll trip and fall and then he gets got to. Yeah. So him, Hoskinson's old. He gets got off the rip. He's not and old. Then, he's a, like. And then I think someone dirty. has to just die in the crossfire, like randomly, like not even like meaning to. So I think Roy just gets hit yeah. because someone's got to get hit. So then he goes. Um, and then I think Viva and Fart do team up. I think they said they won't, but they do. And then um, let's see. Who do I have next? I think Dean and Lucid team up to like troll people. I think I the two. I think the two of them team up to troll people. I think Fett tricks Drams into wailing into some berries, but then they're poison berries, so he dies <laughs> easily. He's out of there. Fett well, tricks him was, to wail into. What'd you say? Drams wasn't on our list. I'm looking at it. Oh fuck! I must have missed him at the very wow. end. Sorry about that. Well, I, I do agree with you. It would just be like, look, look at all these berries. It just take all of them. Right. Right. Yeah. So There's then. Um, yeah, I think Stutter. I think Stutter dances shirtless and starts singing really loud, which kind of confuses D Clay, and then he falls into a hole and dies. Um, then, right. I, fair, fair, then I think fair. this is where it all comes down. I think it's a big battle that ensues at the end. I think it's Fart and Viva, Lucid and DK. They go up against each other. I think Fart. I think you get got by one of the two, and and you know, in 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 the spat of things, I think Viva beats both of them. And then the final three that's Fett, Stutter, and Viva. And then I think that basically they all get pushed to the middle by like the, you know the, the fires and shit that they put out in the Hunger Games. And then what I think what happens is, is Viva just starts running so like so long that everyone just gets gassed trying to get him. You know what I mean? He runs ten miles a day. Everyone gets gassed out, and then it's an easy fight. Viva wins. That's that's how I played it out, and that was my that was my take. Viva want to live without me though is the better. <laughs> well, no, I I would I would win to avenge you. Aww. Yeah, he's got to. Like, and then they teleport you up and you just fall on your knife because you don't want them to have a winner. Romeo like, and Juliet. Like then he eats the berries. He eats the berries. Fair. I, so I, that was part of the hard part for me. I'm looking at this and I was like, I will just run for three days straight. I don't need to eat. I don't need to sleep. I will just square up with Viva anyone. would kill as himself as... before. No bangs. No bangs. But I'm thinking, I think if it's a foot race, he wins every yeah. time. Like, if people are chasing him, no one's catching him. The endurance, the endurance is just going to win out. I agree. I think Dean would get me. With his, with his pie hate and his blue cheese oh, love, Dean would get Fuck me. blue cheese. Mitch, Mitch loves blue cheese, and I maybe, hate blue cheese. So maybe me and... Uh, me and Dean would like hook up. We'd we'd be we'd become the boys, and then the blue cheese we'd boys, the blue cheesers, the blue cheesers, and we BCB cheese the shit out of y'all. Imagine walking down an alleyway and just seeing the blue cheese boys coming up. <laughs> covered, in, covered in blue, <laughs> just, just just like ew. <laughs> Just coming at you in a dark alleyway, dude. But that's so gross. That is terrifying. See, it see, terrifying. we'd we'd be like the blue man group, and just just like banging on shit. Yeah, yeah that's intimidating. See? I wouldn't want to 
talk with you. But that kind of makes sense, and I'm very happy I am made the top five. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, you did. You made top three. Awesome. You made top three. I think it's just because, like, I, I feel like. Wait, what happened? Farm was also hey. top five. Yeah, she was top five. Yeah, she was top five. Top. I had to be honest with myself. The ver- the vertigo would get me way before anything else did. Like I'd just get dizzy. Like I wouldn't want to fight. There's no reason to. Like I'd rather the just. Thing is, you put me and Viva in there together, and I know that he would lie on train tracks for me. So I'm like, I think I'm good. Like I need to separate yeah, you're good. myself from. Him you just climb up a tree help. and leave Viva at the bottom just to ward off all attackers. Yeah, yeah. easy play. Just hanging out inside a tree. Like, see, I I didn't know that for the last seventeen years of my teenage and full adult life, I was training to battle people in the Hunger Games. But it's definitely going to pay off. I mean, this is a hypothetical situation, but we are getting there. No, I mean, I'm. I, it would be something like I would genuinely be excited for it. I probably wouldn't enjoy it in the moment, but it just like that adrenaline would hit, and I blackout and wake up the winner and i would have to go and represent people in like diet coke commercials or whatever winners in the hunger games do yeah for the yes yeah. diet coke commercials. diet coke winners <laughs> perfect so so our next topic that we can talk about is so if you go to jail for anything what would you most likely get arrested for Assault battery. <laughs> so as it happened before. Um, no, I have beat some ass before. Beat some but, ass. Um, Hell yeah. Ne- never, never to where I got arrested for it. I have been arrested for beating my own ass, incredibly intoxicated, and I woke up in a hospital. But technically, that was for my own sake. No one beats his ass better than him. Nope, I'm the only person that can beat myself up. <laughs> There you go. Uh, but that would probably be it. But it wouldn't be anything that I would instigate. I'm I'm always a reactive type of person. Like I love people until someone does something to someone around me, and then I'm like, okay, now we're we're gonna step in. You never start a fight, but you have 100% permission. And I'd right. probably go to prison for treason if I had to put my money on treason? anything. Oh, treason! Like espionage. Oh shit! She's selling government secrets. Fuck them. Oh, Fuck God, that, that's a sore topic in today's news cycle, isn't or it? Or, like, Grand Theft Auto, like, Ooh. for fun. Yeah, just just get bored. What? I'm going to go, like, jack this Bentley. Let's Ooh, go. Well, I mean, you almost uh, had a little run-in with the law. Well, you did have a run-in with the FBI, right? I did. Why? Uh, do, you guys, do you guys have time yes. for that story? Yes. Uh, so, I was... Working at my my previous job, I worked at a jewelry store. We did like custom jewelry, whatever. And I, it's like 2016, 2017, political uh, climate is a little not great. And I I tweet from, I mean, I didn't have Bart at the time, so it's my personal account. I tweet from my personal account, Eric Trump is so ugly, change your face or I'll change it for you. And I'm like quoting Step Brothers, like the scene yeah. where they're interviewing. Yeah. Um, so I tweeted that not thinking anything of it. Cause he is ugly. It's not yeah, my he's fault. He's very ugly. <laughs> very. So ugly, like the ugliest dude. So I'm sitting at my job 
and this uniformed policeman and this dude in a full suit comes up and I have to like buzz them into our building and they, they walk up to me and they go, are you government name? And I go, yes, that is me. And they go, do you go by homeless Terry on Twitter? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Damn. actually. The week before that, my Twitter name was murderous bitch because I was defending abortion and somebody like called me that. So I was like, fuck it, let's just go with it. Switched it back to homeless Thank Terry. God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. So they're like, yeah, so we have a few questions for you. So they sit me down and they're like, so we, we have this tweet. We, we want you to explain it. And I'm like, this is a quote from Step Brothers. Like, I'm not going, going to jail. To whatever. I'm not a threat. And they're like, yeah, we just wanted to make sure you weren't going to drive to New York and like try to harm the president's son. And I'm like, honestly, I would have drove to D.C. Thank you for the heads up. Like, I had no idea where he was. Uh, they searched my car for weapons. They oh needed three character witnesses. Like, Holy it was shit. the most absurd thing for a, for a, a tweet. Quoting Step Brothers. Thank God. And, like, our... once they Step Brothers thing, they laughed about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. we have to. We have to look into these that, things. That's ridiculous. But, like... That's your tax dollars. That's why I was literally about to say, thank God our tax dollars get used well. Thank God. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, treason, probably. Yeah, treason. treason. I said because oh, you would beat up the uh, president's son. <laughs> that is it. If I see him in a dark alleyway and I'm dressed like Blue Man's group, all hey, bets are off. Fair. What about, what about you guys? What would be your uh, prison? Big T. No, Mitch, you go first. You sure, man? Yeah. So, <laughs> so as you guys can tell, when I drink anything, I pee like seven times. So, so because of that, mine would probably be like peeing in it, peeing on a tree. Peeing in public, like public indecency. Or, public indecency. I've peed on a church before, and I was in a full body onesie and had to unzip it take a, a leg out of it and piss on this church while completely blacked out. Why were um, you blacked out at a church? I, I'm, I'm, turned. I'm right there with you. Stutter boy, we can hold hands while we're peeing Deal. outside when Deal. we're drunk. I, I've been caught like four times peeing in public. Your dad was a cop. Yeah, but it, I've never gone to prison. For You're it. like, oh, this is my last name. And they're like, oh, your dad, chief of SWAT. You're good. Well, see you, kid. See you, yeah, kid. Well, he's like, oh, there's plenty of times that I never got caught. No, but very different circumstances. Yeah, but public urination isn't like a, an arrestable offense. Now, if you are like completely obliterated, then you might get arrested for public intoxication. You probably have a higher likelihood of that unless you pee on a playground. One, and then you're going to wind up like a lit. So uh, this is not me telling my FBI agent, but I may or may not <laughs> have done it. That a elementary ground when when it was a Saturday. As long as you, as long as there weren't kids out there, because if, if there were kids out there, then then you're then you're getting you're going yeah. to the big house. For but that one. but <laughs> that's that's like part of being a Uber. Is you, you either just pee pee in your car or you drive to a public <laughs> pull park. over. 
Just wait till they have the upgradable Tesla where just the urinal opens up on your lap and then you can just you, pee directly into your car. But if you're in like a long ride, it's going to smell like piss in your car the whole way. It's going to be disgusting. You miss and you piss all over your Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that just doesn't seem worth it to me. Maybe. I don't know. If I went to... Maybe. It's Like, how do you just... When, when you're driving. Oh, well, it's the AI technology. Oh, I'll just put on my self-driving while I... First, first you, you uh, put on a, your AI dick holder. Then, uh, then, yeah. then it opens up so you can just keep on driving. And it's like holding <laughs> your dick and maybe pulling on it a bit. When will your dick for you, obviously? Someone tweet that. When will technology get there? Well, yeah, that, that's the next tweet. God, just imagine he made that company to solve like global warming problems, and we're just like, "Win, dick holder." Yeah, I need win. Elon Musk to hold my dick while I pee in my Tesla. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> if I thing is going on the console, yeah, maybe. while you're watching like a Netflix movie while you're driving, it's just just straight freedom. That's freedom. Um, if I went to jail for anything, it would probably be. Probably be like tax fraud or like tax evasion because it's oh, not. Oh, goddamn it! I was just about to say, hey, none of that's us said tax because evasion. it's because not, and it's that not that I'm averse answer. to like. That's a boring answer. Well, no, but the, my thing is, my thing is, it's not that I'm like averse to paying taxes, nor am I like I have like any qualm with it. I just, I'm just really lazy, right? So like, if I'm doing this shit and like I can't figure it out, I'm just gonna skip step. And just hope it lets me pay online and like doesn't go send me back to like a red highlighter. What? I, I just imagine doing your taxes was your lazy thing. Yeah, I always do it on like uh, what's the the shit online like rock not not rocket mortgage but TurboTax Turbo. But I know like I do that wrong. And this year, this year I'm getting a CPA because my buddy said that he did his TurboTax. He works like the same job I work. He said that they said he owed three thousand dollars on TurboTax, and he went to a CPA and only ended up owing two hundred dollars. So there's some hack that I don't know about, but I'm not doing TurboTax anymore because I'm, I'm not taking advantage. They they fucked me in the past. They're not a, a good and, service. And whatsoever. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you both know working like in a, in a, I'm assuming you both work like commission based jobs too. The working commission based job taxes fucking suck. They suck so bad. Well, and then on top of that, one thing that I know for a fucking fact in CNFT that people don't take into account is every CNFT purchase, every CNFT sale, you have the taxable income on whatever you bought Cardano at. Then you have the purchase of the NFT and then the sale of the NFT. Those are all still applicable to capital gains. So do you think that everyone sat there with their hundreds of CNFT transactions and added that up if they weren't paying attention to it? No, they can just seize my JPEGs for collateral if I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, they Oh, here, here's my portfolio. It's only down 90 Yeah, here, here's my ledger. You can just have it. You can have it and then I'll buy it back. Thank you. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, not happening. But, um, okay, so, well, uh, are we going to go into the... Yes. Okay, you take it away, so, Stutterboy. the last thing we're doing is a bit of a relationship game. So, you guys have been dating maybe a year, maybe a bit more. Me and Tyler, we've been doing a podcast for maybe a month. So, I'm... a pretty sure Tyler and I know each other better than you guys do. 
So this this so this last game segment is a relationship game where we see how close do we really know our partner. Yeah. So do you guys think you'll do better than we will or? I think you're gonna crush us, but we'll see. I mean, I see the bond that you two have. And this oh, yeah. is a very high it's point set. Yeah, yeah, and it's great, and it's funny because we literally like I, everything he likes, I hate everything I like, he hates. But we, we get along; it's a great time. He likes blue cheese. I'm disgusted. He, I'm disgusted he by that. Likes ranch. Who the fuck likes ranch? Dude, I'll drink. I'll drink ranch. I'll drink it straight up out of a solo cup. Like it doesn't matter I to me. Have heard that before I have yeah. drank ranch. For oh yeah, I made $10. <laughs> hey, it's worth it. It's worth it. But all right, Mitch, you you take it away. So uh, for the first question, people m- might often talk about their favorite movie, but we are asking, what is your least favorite moving movie? What is your partner's, partner's least favorite least movie? Least favorite m- movie. Hmm. When you said favorite movie, all I thought was Armageddon. It's, and, it's, and such it's an all I can think word. about nope. now. <laughs> um, oh, what was that terrible? You just watched a really, really bad movie. Oh, it was uh, that new one with Kevin Hart. And oh, it was Mark so Goldberg. bad. It was, it oh, was on Netflix. Is it really? I really wanted to watch it this week, so I'm glad I'm not going to watch it. Well, okay. like, it's not worth it's, it. It's like not even so bad that it's funny. It's just bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to answer Twilight for Joe. But Joe? I Joe? I, is that the yeah. worst movie you've ever seen? I would say it's definitely up there. That is a very good yeah. guess. Like half of the time when we try and watch stuff, we're never like, hey, do you want to see the worst movie of let's, all time? Let's put on I've the worst seen? movie we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, this is a hard um, question to start with. This is a hard one out the gate. No, it's not. It's so easy. See, it's, this is tough for me to answer only because Fart's movie appreciation is so awful <laughs> that when when it came to – we were in Disney uh, when we were out in California, and we walked into the Millennium Falcon ride, and she just looks at me, and she's like, where we're going, we don't need cars. And I'm like, it's back to the future. Like, <laughs> you're just so close. movies. So close. It was close. It was close. I said it with such confidence, too. We were walking past the Millennium Falcon, and I'm, like, walking five steps in front of Viva, and I completely stop, and I turn with my arms on my hips, and I said, where we're going, we don't need roads. And he just puts his hand in his head. Shame. The shame he felt. So like it is what it is. Just with with that type of response, I almost want to say Star Wars. I've never seen it. Star Wars. So that's how the fact that you don't even watch. There, there's five animated series, three entire trilogies. It is one of the most well known series, and you don't even look in that direction. <laughs> oh, what are you going to show, Baby Yoda? The, <laughs> this is as close as she gets to appreciating Star Wars. Aww. Baby Yoda. It is cute. It, it is cute. So oh, any any other designs? So have you it's seen cool. the Mandalorian, or are you just a, another old white girl you talking mean, about Baby Yoda? 
I love Baby Yoda. What's a Mandalorian? I don't, okay. I don't know her. Okay, um, so but yeah, I watched the Baby Yoda show and it was fantastic. I'm gonna say Star. I'm gonna say Star Wars just for the the fact that she has no interest yeah. in even it can kind of relate okay. to that so so a long time ago i remember tyler talking about how he hated hated the 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 avatar the last airbender movie oh yeah oh yeah that was awful yeah that's it's awful. so bad yeah that that's an easy one so that is a horrible movie that's they they call Ang Ong, why? Why yeah. would you do that? I, There's four seasons for you to reference. Why are you changing the name now? Because it's the uh, live action, so they didn't pay to uh, call him to call him Ang. <laughs> so it's Ong. Anyway, um, that's a good one. That is a good answer. Phil, okay, so Mitch has um, a thing about penguins. So, I, but it's a love hate. So I'm gonna say. What is that stupid movie? Um, March of the Penguins. Oh, I the, the, like the documentary movie. movie. It's so fucking boring. It's like <laughs> let's look at penguins for six hours. It's so boring. My my, my attention to uh, watching March of the Pe Penguin, maybe in like two minutes and maybe a thirty second TikTok, but fucking like seventeen hours. Holy shit. That's that. That's a good guess, though. But um, but I do uh, like penguins. But I don't like how boring they are. She also, uh, they are fuck birds. Like they just fuck birds. They fuck birds. Mitch thinks. Mitch thinks we talked to Max from Universe, and we had a a thing about who could fight. Like, what's the biggest animal you could take in like a cage fight? And Mitch said any bird. Any, Any bird, not bird. just Bald. not just like a, a but he's Bald saying that he's, eagles, he's saying he's swans, taking fuck like a fucking harpy. Are you out of your mind? That's, you see the claws? A, a California condor with a wingspan. A California condor. My he said he's gonna just grab it out of the air. So that's that's his thing with grab it by its wings. Go. They are completely fucked. They're like, oh no, my wings are gone. They have beaks. They'll peck now you. I can't like just like dive in and because birds are pussies. They the people that handle like those falcons have to wear like a two inch thick yeah, up their arm. That's, their arm. That's because they're not doing that their best to beat the shit out of them. They dive at like two hundred fifty miles they an hour. Break their Listen. wings. The speed of a bull <laughs> with claws. Alright, so now you see where Mitch lies on birds and penguins. <laughs> Fucking penguins. It, okay. Anyways, alright, so the next the next question is what is your partner's biggest pet peeve about you? Uh Viva hates that I don't do the dishes in the sink because I'm lazy. Uh that would probably be yours. Viva? Um, I would say when I set four to five alarms four hours before Ford has to wake up and they wake her up and not me and then she has to wake <laughs> me up and then I fall back asleep and then keep going off. I want to kick him in the teeth when that happens. It makes That's me so, so So is that you know how you settled this? Biggest pet peeve? 
Did, did we get it right? What's up there for me? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say Tyler. But you you can settle this with getting one of those um those alarm clock uh, those alarm clock um like ca- not a carpet it's like a pad on the floor and it only you can't turn it off until you well never mind I'm thinking I was thinking that would make Viva get up but that would just make Fart get up and walk on the other side of the bed and stand yeah, on it so, so yeah then, so never mind. So once you have the height, she's just dropping the elbow. Yeah, yeah yeah she's got the height and it's, it's straight for the face. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tyler's biggest pet peeve of mine is that that sometimes I'll talk politics, and we both know that I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I love politics. Like I like read books on it. Like I love it to death. So I mean, he'll start talking about something. It, it, that's that's probably up there. That really irks my we, soul when you do that. We we talked in a past podcast. Like, what do we hate the most? And Tyler was like, people that have no idea what they're talking about, but they just like talk and talk, talk and talk. So, <laughs> so that's me when, whenever I even like mention politics. Tyler, yeah, um, Mitch is gonna say, Mitch is gonna say probably the, probably how I never like answer when he either texts me or call me. It's always like five hours after he needed something that I like text him or call him. And, back. and I always leave a, a voice he mail. leaves voicemails who in their 20 leaves people voicemails. Hello. Tyler. Like at work. I like at work. Or, He's just begging you. Like, but it's you like, no, you're a piece of shit. Dude, no, but like the last one he left me, he was literally driving in the car, like getting ready to Uber, and he was like, holy shit, I gotta piss, bye, and then just hung up the phone. Like, why? Like, he just leaves me, or sometimes are five minutes long about like a tangent. Like, he just had a thought for the podcast, so he's just gonna like go on and on and on about something. Then I'm like, all right, bye, and just hang up. Yeah. So I love it. I wish the boy would send me voicemails. Ooh. I would listen. And he, also, he, also, he also stays up until like 5 a.m. So he'll text me at like 4 in the morning like I'm awake. Or he'll call me at like 12 p.m. when he wakes up and I'm in the middle of like a work meeting on Zoom so I can't answer. Tyler, so the, when he tries to contact you? me, is not ideal. Yeah. It's because yeah. I don't live okay. a normal life, but that's prob- probably up there. T- Tyler? Uh, what? Next Oh, next one. <laughs> oh, I thought we were just—I thought we were alternating, but I can do it. That's fine. Uh, no. Um, okay, this one is: What is your partner's favorite cuddling position? Um, well, yours is laying on your side, left hand side, nuzzling yourself back into me, but then consistently, like a scuttle crab, just shuffling, <laughs> shuffling, and shuffling. <laughs> I do like to pin him back. Um, I mean, I feel like you like to be the big spoon. And we both like, we have anxiety. So like laying on top of the other person for like some weighted blanket effect. Like, I feel like we both enjoy that, but definitely big spoon, little spoon. What is your okay, favorite so color? so although Tyler lives in North Carolina and I live in Texas, <laughs> Tyler loves when 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 I am the bigger spoon. He's a big fan Correct. of that. I like being, 
I like being Little Spoon. That's correct. Then, then... Little Spoon. Little Spoon is literally. It's so underrated. It's so underrated being Little Spoon. That... But it also just. just so... Yeah, yeah. It's just it, you know you don't get it a lot, but it's it's nice. It's a nice Ty, thing. Tyler being known as Big T, nobody ever lets him be the uh, little. Yeah. Boy, but but me, my arms are like ten feet long, so I'm like basically a bird. But but be, because of that, like I can wrap my arms around him like ten times. So so I become that that like whole blanket. So yeah, have you seen like the in the Incredibles, whatever the mom's name is, Miss Incredible, where her arms just go flying out? Oh, yeah. Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Yeah, that's stutter. And I'm just as thick. Next, <laughs> next one is so so. Partner's least favorite food. Uh, Viva hates tomatoes. Anything Let's go. Tomatoes. Or cucumbers. Cucumbers um, are bomb. But like, won't eat pizza. <coughs> pasta. They like just... ketchup's a no go. Tomatoes taste like shit. They're water balloons. They're just water balloons. No flavor, no nothing. You just bite into it and it explodes water out. That's it. My, my mom used to eat tomatoes like apples and just like pour salt have, on each individual. In our episode, in our episode with, uh, with Stash, I had made a tweet that day about how I hate tomatoes so much. And Mitch had literally pulls out like a tomato mid-episode and just starts like eating it like it is apple. Like just gnawing on this huge Yum. tomato. No, it was I, the funniest shit. The show. I, I just... Exit you just leave, there. and it's just the three of yeah. us. <laughs> that'd, be it. that'd be the end of the show. Yeah. I would say, it, it sounds like a really obscure answer, but she's incredibly passionate about it. Not like authentic maple syrup from Canada, but just like Mrs. Butterworth, like uh, grocery store brand maple syrup. She is almost demeaning. Whenever I buy it or it is around, she is like, "Get that peasant shit out of." I don't here. even like. I'll have normal maple syrup sometimes, but like I just prefer butter and like powdered sugar on French toast. Like I don't really like maple syrup, but that's the wrong answer. Red onions. I oh, I love red, red onions. onions. Some red onions are fire. Sometimes yeah, we're on the same wavelength. Sometimes I'll just go and get a red onion and then eat it. <laughs> Stop like it, you liar. Oh, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> and then your Uber, and then everyone that rides in your Uber that day hates you. Yeah. Honestly, you should do it just so people don't talk to you. <laughs> but, um, but I like when people talk to me. So. Yeah. Okay, Mitch's, Mitch's so. least favorite food is... is is I think it's peas or oh, beans. Peas? peas? I think it's peas or is it beans? Peas. Peas are the worst, like be- vegetable, <laughs> like seedling, because they're so boring. They are similar. I have peas, too much. I have peas in the freezer. Should I just go and just start <laughs> popping them in? Frozen. While they're frozen, yeah, you just frozen. breaking your jaw on a pea. Yeah. <laughs> I they're so good. Although they all, are good. all my friends. <laughs> Whenever I made them in the office, they're like, "Oh, they smell like shit." Like microwave. <laughs> they do stink. Everyone just called them flavorless dots. Be, because yeah. they are balls of mush. I they like are these. very similar to uh, corn. Where, I where hate, corn to? I like corn. The me and me and Viva are vibing. Me and Viva are vibing on the food topics. The, Big, big and I, we, we just have a whole banquet. Of yeah, because yeah, I'm not eating. Comment, 
me and Stutter Boy were on yeah, the same yeah, yeah. We'll go to CNFTCon and just, just order these same meals the entire time, and they'll taste much better than Viva's. Just yeah. nothing but corn and whiskey. Peas, corns, and whiskey, but... I don't want to think about your food. That's so awesome. Oh, God. That'd be a rough time. To go. <laughs> uh, the, the next question is, when did your partner have their first kiss? You were older. I was about to say, you, you guys have to talk about this. This is major life events. Yeah. This is ch- cheating. I mean, keep in mind, we were trauma bonding in the absolute throes of our lives falling apart at the time. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know if I ever told you. I don't think you did. Oh, shit. Well, let's hear it. Let's go. Let's, go. let's hear the alpha. Uh, live this is the alpha. on air. <laughs> I was 14. Um, it was in the hallway next to my gym at high school little musty smell coming out that's nice nothing smells better than a 15 year old boys after a gym class yep it was it was magical and definitely something to be reflected on and tell my kids about yeah nice (laughs) i was i was older i i had a very dysfunctional fucked up family growing up and I was about a hundred pounds overweight for the majority of my teenage years, so I I was fresh, not even freshman year of college. It was like right after high school, like that first summer, and I was also very intoxicated. What was her name? Is she prettier than me? <laughs> Stop the pot! Stop the pot! Uh, cut! 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 <laughs> not here. <laughs> Where, where, was, where was your first kiss? Tell me all Ty- about it. Was it Tyler's actual? first kiss, so I think I remember him telling me it was like sixth grade, and and it, and it was exactly like you'd imagine, like two kids meeting up underneath the stairwell, just like oh, yeah. making love. Not making love, but, you know, just a little peck and then had to get back to class. You know how it is. What what was her name? Danielle. Was she better looking than me? Well, at the time she was like 12. So um, I'm not going to comment on her looks because I don't want to go to prison. So I'm going to say no. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch, I don't think anybody's more attractive than you. Thanks, babe. When <laughs> when was my first kiss, Tyler? Do do you remember the you first kiss we shared? No, you were no. You, were, you were fourteen, thirteen. No, seven. No, hot or cold? Like Jesus Christ! I mean, I mean, so, you had twenty three long, so wonderful I years. I think I. <laughs> Was like seventeen? No, sixteen. Definitely. Hey, not I took 17. the cake at twelve. I yeah. took the cake. Let's go. Way um, to go. But, thank you, thank you. It's a long. But, it's a hard. It's my. It's my cross to bear, really. But we we were yeah. playing a Truth or Dare, 
And so I got dared. So I ended up like falling, like falling into her. And I'm like, this went better than I thought it would. So this is editing Mitch. And the should I just said is a lie. My first kiss was my sophomore year. So I was like 16 at the time. This was like right at the end of the musical that I was currently in with the girl that I just made my girlfriend during the the intermission. So if you go back to the, the first time I had sex, this is very, very similar to that. But anyway, so let's get back to the podcast <laughs> this went yeah swimmingly. this went mingly. everybody enjoyed themselves in this, in this <laughs> back, back then right? there was like such a uh, pressure to oh you need to do this where i'm like do i do i not so so the uh, fact that that all i did was like fall means means it wasn't bad that's right that's right <laughs> amount of pressure on getting your first kiss out of the way like i vividly remember that why though the societal pressure for a first kiss so weird oh my god what a fucking cliffhanger what and what both that and what? Both that and what? You left so us. You left so us way up here. It's so hard being a host, guys. Y'all will never know. But, but the 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 idea of having sex back then, there's like such a pressure on it that makes no sense. Because then, by the time I did, like two seconds later, I'm like, I feel the, the exact same. <laughs> two, two seconds in, I'm like, now that I'm done, shouldn't I feel like a man? But, but I didn't. I'm done. But I didn't. I felt like a boy. That had it. <laughs> like a, like a boy. But then, then our last one kind of goes back to NFTs. What was the first NFT your partner bought? So I, I would say the first one that really pulled her into the space that forced her to make her profile was Handy's. Oh. But the, the first one I remember her being super excited for well, actually, no. There, there were two early ones, and each one has a story. But Bright Pals, in and of itself, was one of the first ones. And I swear She's to God, she's a Bright Pal Sam. No, it was in December. I, I spent far too oh, much no. money on Bright Pals. It was in December. But Happy Hoppers yeah. was also super early as well. Happy Hoppers. Um, I don't Wait, the first one you bought, though? I guess I guess Happy Hoppers would be the first one that I minted. That's yeah, fair. like, because I, was I gave you... Wine, but I, I did Happy Hoppers before that. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you have these first, or 
Where you plunk in your own pixels and stuff. Space buttons. Yeah, oh yeah, shit. Um, uh, I was wrong. I thought it was. Do you guys even know each, each other? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, every time that Viva started talking about NFTs before I was into it, it was like, okay, honey, you're doing a great job. I, I just sounded. I'll see you in three hours when you're done focusing on this. All she heard was womp 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 Goats. And I'm sure you also have like a thousand, so it's, it's probably, you probably get lost in the weeds a little bit. I, I, I was like, hey, I just bought a 50th goat. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He, he, he buys his 50th goat, and I'm like, I need to make a profile just to keep an eye on you. Right. Taylor's right. first one was Growing Pains. And yes. And then he... Let's go, Pains. He, like, kept on buying. And he kept on buying. Then the first thing I minted, the first thing I ever minted... That's right. That's right. I joined the space a little late. Got in like the very tail end of December. So the first thing I ever minted was Soho Kids. Ah. And that was a fucking feet and a half just to even try to mint because yeah. they had like a, a list. And then I made the list and then the mint broke and then I waited eight hours for my NFT. So that was a, that was a great time. That was a wonderful time. Um, just start off on the right foot. Right, days. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was it was the first thing I minted. And I only minted one and I still have it just for the... You know, the, the, yeah. to look back on it. Um, Mitch minted, Mitch, I already know, he minted the little blue dudes, the, um, the bumping uglies. Back oh and my back God, I forgot about that. Yes. But he minted, but he, we just talked about this. That's why I know that. But he minted, didn't you mint yeah, like yes. 28? You minted my, a bunch, didn't you? My first <laughs> mint, I had like 5,000 Cardano. So I'm like, oh, this is going to blow up. So it's not blown up yet, but but we are waiting on them with twelve bumping uglies. So I ended so I ended up ranking like maybe n number twenty eight, which is that there's like so many one of ones where that's a like the that that's a top one that's not a. One of one, so I'm just waiting on it because I'm like might as well. But but then after that, it'll pump soon. Maybe, maybe in a couple <laughs> months, years. Yeah, yeah, a couple years. But the uh, for, but in, then after that, that, I ended up buying my clay, and then I ended up buying my bud. Those were like my earliest, and so, then I bought seven uh, seven hundred <laughs> universe twenty five. So you join, you join no. the space. You, no, he has like ninety five. <laughs> you so you join the space. Yeah, you join the space. You ape into bumping uglies, and then you're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just buy a clay and a bud." When when Ada's like two dollars, but like I said, most of the the Ada I ended up buying for like seventy cents, so not terrible, but yeah. That's a dub. Yeah, then you can see in my bud, it's like pretty clean with with the harpoon. Then my clay. Looks like me. 
So it's a like I'm with the long hair and the hard eyes. So I'm not too mad at it, but but then I bought Universe and then I kind of built my identity on that. So yeah, me I too, man. Yeah, some st somehow Mitch got me to buy one like a couple months ago, and somehow he's dragged me into the universe rabbit hole now too. Now I have like almost ten, and I just keep buying them. So he somehow dragged me into it with so him. So it's so it's a, just a very comfy NFT, and because there's like so much shit talking on Twitter and all of these discords, and although it's not the number one NFT, fuck, it's not even number ten. It's a it stable is the coin. most comfortable community I've ever been a part of. <laughs> so not going to shill it any harder th than that because it's not a shilling <laughs> podcast. But, but... Right. It's exciting to talk about projects that you actually care about, though. Like, without shilling at all, like, it's hard to find things to, like, genuinely get excited about. And especially when you have a platform that right speaking to people like for me i i feel like i i have Same. to second guess tweets that i put out because i recognize how many people see my tweets and like i don't want to like say oh this project i bought into this and i'm very excited yeah. about it and then have other people buy in and, and like have yeah my influence on them be negative like yeah i I've stopped tweeting about projects a lot of the time just because it's like, you don't want to get caught and, and feel guilty for that. And it's, it's comforting to find a project that you actually like believe yeah. in and you have a good community and it's not, yeah. it's not, sh it's just, but, being uh, but there's yeah. a very thin line. So I feel like no, no matter what NFT podcast is out there, no matter what CNFT podcast there is out there, no matter what type of crypto content, you are always going to, to have a bias. So uh, when you make the podcast where we talk about C CNFTs or you make this Twitter thing about we talk about CNFTs, then it kind of, to me, in a way becomes a shilling podcast yeah so we yeah. we don't show them yeah. we just hang them on the wall behind us so it's like a silent it's a don't silent push. show you don't you don't show it they're don't. just back here we'll put our handies behind yeah. us whenever it finally comes but in the mail. that yeah. was a good long two-hour podcast and maybe even longer but two hours this, and 23 this minutes. has sincerely been probably probably a top top episodes so far so uh, we yeah it was great guys we oh, we doing okay. really do yeah. appreciate you guys coming on talking about talking about everything from beating up connoisseur to to <laughs> talking nfts to talking about shitty movies birds, birds and everything yeah we we really we really hit all the all the topics so yeah, great so be it be yeah before we do in this is there anything you guys would like to talk about or 
plug? Oh, I guess I should plug myself. Um, so I have Project Venus coming out uh, soon. Originally, I announced that the mint date was going to be September 22nd, uh, but that is the vassal hard fork. Um, I'm trying to move it up instead of pushing it back. So I'm looking at the 20th right now, um, but I also know myself as a person and I'm yeah. working by myself. So the 27th is a little more likely, but I am pushing for the 20th at this point. So Perfect. keep an eye out for some titties on your timeline. Let's go. Let's make and, them titties. And so how many are minting? Yeah, I the collection's only 555. Um, the mint price is 55 ADA. Anvil's minting, so it should be very smooth. Um, but it's a very limited collection, so I would keep an eye on... Perfect, perfect. And would you uh, like perfect. to plug anything, uh, Viva? Um, I mean, there's 10 different things going on. I, I would just say a couple quick points. Um, I'll be on wall Wednesday tomorrow with Fett talking about Demon Hit Squad. Tomorrow's and, Tuesday. Or two days from now on wall Wednesday. Put that on a sticky note because I'll forget. Um, and that should be good. Just setting expectations uh, around all of that. Um, we're finally getting mine and, uh, John Riviera's podcast up and running Web three and me finally made the Twitter for it. Uh, we just had a great interview last night with wild tangs and then we have a couple other episodes backlogged. So we're just starting to post them. Um, so you'll see that on my Twitter. Um, and then outside of that, there's a ton of different announcements and things going on that I don't want to soak up the end of the show with just, uh, you know, we'll meet in the Twitterverse and support each other and build that up. The biggest thing that I want to shout it out was Project Yay. Venus for Park. Yay! So are you excited about that and nervous? Both? I am. I'm excited I'm excited to be done with uh, the project so I can clean my house. Like we yeah, just Ready for the relief. Here. Like the relief to set in that is done. Like I've been, I've been working on this since March at this point, um, and it, it's been such a long process because like it's hard to get people you don't know. To <laughs> no, it's not. But um, but it is with it, <laughs> girls. <laughs> it's much much harder. Yes, that's a fact. <laughs> it is harder with with ladies to yeah. get them to like trust you and. Right. decide to send this to someone <laughs> named Bart on the internet. Um, but we're finally in the home stretch. I just finished all the final edits. I just have to slap my signature on everything and upload it. So hopefully I hit that earlier date, but we will see and I'll have to know. Nice. And nice. we also will plug y'all's Twitters down below in the description. So... You should get thousands and millions of more people following both of Venus, Fart, and also Viva. But, but to those that haven't made it all the way over here, we hope you did enjoy the two and a half hour podcast. And if you did... We would love if you dropped a sub down below and also did like the video also. Drop a 
drop a comment telling us how excited you are for some NFT titties. And then then on t top of that, we we really appreciate you guys and we hope you did enjoy it. And perfect. We will definitely need to have you guys on again. Maybe bring more people. Yeah. The more, the merrier. Round, Round table. table. <laughs> Six hour pod. Oh, Let's do it. Fuck Episode yeah. 10? Let's do it. Episode 10. Yeah. What's up? Let's do it. Diva's playing with the idea of a 24 hour Twitch. So right oh, I so want to join. Definitely join for at least two hours of it. You guys might need a more content more. beat between then, but we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next time on the DGen Report. Peace. Goodbye. Peace. Yay. Peace.